Mike check one two one two. Mike check. Mike check one two one two. We are back for another episode. Yes, indeed. We are back for another episode. It's been a minute, but we back. Yes, it's a taste to consider podcast. Yes, let's go. Let me see. Let me see how I'm going to start this podcast off. I got so many songs on my head. Y'all know I like to start the episode off with a song. I got so many songs I want to start off with. Uh, let me just let me just pick one from the many of songs that I had waiting. Let me just let me close my eyes. Let me close my eyes and just hit the button. Just close my eyes and hit the button. Let's go. Okay. Okay. It's a taste to consider podcast. Yes, indeed. We're back. Taste to consider podcast. Let's go. We back for another episode. Tell 
Yes, indeed. Say sick and the podcast. We back for another episode. to consider podcast yes indeed we are back for another episode let's go it's a taste to consider podcast i'm your host Dirk silver and we are back back for another episode yes indeed it's been a minute yes we are finally Finally in fall, my favorite time of the year, fall. Yes, I'm a fall baby. November 30th, 19, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> We're back for another episode. This is Taste to Consider Podcast. Yes, indeed. Feels so good to be back. I don't even know how long it's been. What has it been, like three weeks? Yeah, it's been about three weeks. I'm going to say three weeks. Might be like three weeks and some change. Not four weeks, not a full month, but I'm uh, three weeks. But yeah, we finally, finally in fall. My favorite time of the year. I love fall. Hoodie season. Yes. Taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, a taste to consider network on Instagram. Also, greatest.iam.blog. Hold on. Let me make sure I got that right. I always mess that up. Greatest.i.am.blog. Let me repeat that again. Greatest.i.am.blog. Also, my main page, um, underscore. T-H-E dot T-A-S-T-E dot underscore. The dot taste dot underscore. <laughs> I swear, man, it'd be crazy trying to get a name on social media. But that's the name. That's my main page. The taste. I am the taste of a taste to consider. Yes, indeed. We're back for another episode. It's been a minute. Yes, like I already said, you know, but I'm back. Fall season. So the episodes will be more consistent now that, you know, fall is coming around. It's it's getting a little cooler, you know. So the episodes will be coming more consistently. Summer is over, so ain't no more out in the streets and doing things, things getting in the way and stuff. People usually start going into hibernation mode around this time. So, more consistent episodes. Make sure you follow me on YouTube. Um, all, the, all the information is in my link tree, in my bio on A Taste to Consider Network, 
as well as on greatest.i.am.blog, as well as my main page, underscore. Hold on, first burp already about to come. Two burps. Whole time I was pre-gaming, I ain't burp now. One time, soon as the mic go hot, that's when the burps come. <laughs> Can't help it. But yeah, we're back for another episode. Speaking of greatestiamblog.com, which is an extension of greatest.i.am.blog. I got a few new blog posts up. Um, most recent blog post is uh, I Am Unlonely. So make sure you check that blog out. I've been getting uh, um, a lot of response from that particular blog post, um, which I was um, definitely surprised about because honestly, I wasn't, I was kind of hesitant about even writing it as well as uh, publishing it on my blog site. But I did, and I got a lot of response from it. Um, a lot of people said that uh, what I wrote was very deep, um, and I got a, a, a lot of messages about that particular blog post, and so, which makes me feel better about writing it and uh, publishing it to my blog site. So make sure you check that blog out. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it. I'd rather you read it. It'll take about a minute at most to read it. Each and every one of my blog posts takes about a minute to read. So I appreciate everybody who has read it. Like I said, um, it only takes a minute at the most to read it, depending on how fast you read. <laughs> But yeah, we back for another episode. Um, so let me start off. Let me start off with uh, some of the big topics that's going on right now, particularly um, um, the new Netflix series, Dahmer. And let me say this first, because this has been irritating the hell out of me. <laughs> irritating the hell out of me. Stop calling this joint a documentary. This is not a documentary. This is a actual miniseries. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it came out last week. I think it came out, what, Friday or Saturday? It came out during the weekend. Um, I, I, I'm known as this. I self-proclaim myself as the binge king because I will binge watch something quick, fast within a day or two. And I binge watched this in a, a day, um, less than 24 hours. I uh, binge watched this series. So um, I'm going to get into some of my thoughts on it and, you know, some of the controversy and shit like that. But um, I thought I it took me a minute to start watching it. I think it, so I'm going to say it came off Friday. Because I remember particularly being on social media and stuff and seeing everybody talking about it and stuff like that. And at first, um, when it hit my radar, I wasn't even particularly uh, pressed to watch it or anything like that. I was like, you know what I'm saying? If I feel like watching it, I'll get to it. If I don't, I don't. But I kept hearing so many people talk about it and stuff like that. And, you know, I've always known about Jeffrey Dahmer and just my 
things that I've known about him is that he was eating people. Like I didn't really care too much to go into deep into his story and the things that he did and stuff like that. But after seeing so many people talk about it on social media and stuff, I was like, let me go ahead and check it out or whatever. Because everybody was talking about how good it was, how great it was, actually. I'm going to start off by saying this. I didn't think it was as great as everybody was making it seem like it was. It was it was a good series, but it wasn't as great as everybody was making it seem. But I'm I'm always the type of person where I don't I don't never follow anybody. I don't I don't really get into the hype of things and all that other stuff. So I particularly, you know what I'm saying, went into it like I'm just gonna watch it and, and see where we go from here. But after watching it, I thought it was it was pretty good. I didn't think that it was as great as everybody was making it seem like it was. You know, um, when it comes to Hollywood and them pushing out true stories and stuff like that, they always sensationalize it. You know what I'm saying? They always make it seem uh, much more um, glamorous than it actually was. No matter if it was some crazy shit or some, you know what I'm saying, just a, some deep stuff or whatever, you know what I'm saying, it, they, Hollywood always got to make it be something deeper than it actually was, but I thought it was pretty good, but I'll say this, that, you know what I'm saying, after I watched the series, then I actually took the time to start going on YouTube and stuff like that, and getting deep into the actual true story of it, watching some of the court footage, um, some of the interviews that Jeffrey Dahmer did, some of the um, things that came on TV about it back in the back during that time when it happened, uh, news um, um, segments and stuff like that. And I actually found those particularly more. Um, I thought those were better than the actual series because what I found out during. Um, my time on YouTube and stuff on Google, reading things like that. They um, definitely, some of the true, true aspects of it on the miniseries, they um, embellished and it wasn't necessarily accurate. So like a uh, spoiler alert, like with all the, all of the stuff that, went on with um Niecy Nash's character. She was supposed to be Jeremy Jeffrey Dahmer's neighbor. Like that shit was that shit was not accurate at all. At all. Like the na the character that they portrayed um as the neighbor that Niecy Nash played, the real person didn't even live in the building. They didn't even live next door to Jeffrey Dahmer. She lived across the street. <laughs> in another building but that's need to hear on there but that's why i always say you know what i'm saying like this is what this podcast is about taste to consider it's about actually doing your own thinking your own research and stuff like that the information is out there it's just all about what you want to get a taste of and they lied about some things or embellish some things in that store in that mini series so i will i've been telling most of the people that i've been talking to about the uh mini series to after you watch the mini series go on youtube and look up the real stuff 
and that will give you more context of what actually went on or what they actually portrayed in the miniseries. But yeah, it was a lot of controversy around it, of course. Um, these days, um, there's controversy with everything. Everything is 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 controversial. So, of course, um, some of the things that have been coming out is um, the LGBTQ community has come out and um, complained and stuff like that. And uh, Netflix removed the LGBTQ tag from the miniseries because the LGBTQ community didn't want to be associated with Jeffrey Dahmer as being a gay man and being a serial killer. So you know how I've talked about this plenty of times before on uh, Taste to Consider podcast, as well as the UNU podcast, Unproductive and Unapologetic podcast, about how powerful and influence that the LGBTQ community has out here in the world today, in society today. <laughs> so another uh, controversy was the fact that, you know, uh, some of the families that were um, victims of Jeffrey Dahmer have come out and they they aren't particularly happy with uh, this miniseries being released. And I can understand that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I definitely can understand reliving trauma and things triggering you and stuff like that. That's all a part of mental health, trauma and things triggering you and stuff like that. So I get it. I understand. And uh, part of that, portion of the controversy is a lot of people on social media talking about you know we shouldn't be watching this and stuff like that and I get it I understand um but I just look at it like you know everybody has their choices on what they want to do and stuff like that but I feel like you know what I'm saying um with all due respect to the families and stuff like that that Burp number three. I feel like it's important for burp number four. I feel like it's important, um, you know what I'm saying, for us to see these type of um, these type of things. Um, but I feel like it has to be the absolute truth, not this Hollywood sensationalism type shit. I feel like all this stuff is important because it can actually possibly save somebody's lives in the future. Um, and it, And then... Like, particularly, spoiler alert, like in one portion of um, the miniseries, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents, after Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer was killed, um, Jeffrey Dahmer's mother was that was portrayed in the miniseries wanted his brain to be examined so they can figure out what was wrong with him. Um, but the dad didn't want that to happen and this was portrayed in the uh miniseries and i don't know if this actually happened in real life i didn't get too much deep into my research to uh see if that was true or not but i think it's important that um we know about these things um whether it be um hollywood's portrayal or true life um experiences or um incidents and stuff like that that we know these type of things so it can help people in the future because when it comes down to it um no matter how you look at jeffrey dahmer there was a an extreme um mental he had an extreme mental illness or 
some sort of personality disorder. And uh, like I mentioned at times, I'm not a licensed professional psychologist or psychiatrist or anything like that. But I'm smart enough to know and recognize that he was suffering from some sort of mental and emotional illness. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about the fact that in this miniseries that they were um, humanizing Jeffrey Dahmer. And I don't necessarily see anything wrong with that because when it comes down to it, technically he is a human. Well, he was a human. And like I already said, these um, situations, these experiences that people have had with someone um, like Jeffrey Dahmer or other serial killers can possibly save other people in the future and can actually um, further help us further understand the extremes of mental illness or personality disorders and the roles that everybody plays in 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 that in that space because um one of the things that were was portrayed in the miniseries spoiler alert is the fact that during um before Jeffrey Dahmer was born when he was in his mom's womb that his mother was taking a lot of medications during her pregnancy and the fact that they didn't really know if that was an effect of how he became to be who he was um should be an important factor you know what i'm saying because um you know the past just speaking on the past couple of years that we've been going through and some of the things that i've talked about on this podcast when it comes to the juice and the effects of the juice on people's bodies and stuff like that which a lot of reports now have been coming out that the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists that were saying some of the things that this juice would have an effect on people's bodies and mental states emotional states and physical states have actually been coming true now that people are actually studying the effects of the juice you know what i'm saying so and somebody who has taken medication before in the past when it comes to um mental uh health for um, anxiety and depression and stuff like that, these medications will have an effect on you. Just, shit, just taking a simple medication such as aspirin or ibuprofen or codeine and all that other stuff for pain and stuff like that, we know that these these medications have effects on people, whether it be addictions and or physical aspects or um, side effects or anything. These medications... Um, can affect a person period so you know what i'm saying i think it's like it, it was funny because i came across a tweet a couple of i think it was last week and i'm a i'm the type of person that um you know i'm i'm real into my physical health and my mental health of course um because it's something i talk about a lot on this podcast but i take a lot of uh natural herbs and stuff like that and I do a lot of research before I take these herbs to look at the side effects and the benefits of them and stuff like that. And there is a a lot of these medications that are created in these labs are just um, 
genetically modified um, based off of natural herbs and remedies that were created by whether you believe in God or not created by God or created by mother nature. So I think it's important that, you know, we're so quick to to run to take these medications that are created in labs, but we are so skeptical about these natural herbs and and medicines that are grown from earth. You know what I'm saying? And that was what the tweet was about, you know, about it was saying um I'm not speaking verbatim because I don't remember it exactly but basically the tweet was talking about how people are so skeptical about natural herbs and natural herbs and stuff but they will be quick to take a a drug that was created in a lab and stuff like that you know what i'm saying and that's one of the things about society um whether it's part of the system or not that um we're we're taught or we are programmed to believe that we have to be skeptical of something natural that came from mother nature, but we should be more accepted of <laughs> these medications that were created in labs and stuff like that. And particularly when it's pushed to us and we're not really giving, giving the um informed consent of how these medications will interact with our body or change us or the side effects and stuff like that so yeah um watching the the series is everybody's choice you know what i'm saying like like this podcast is a taste to consider everything that you consume is it is a is a taste that you consider so i ride the people you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not focused on people thinking like me. I just want people to think and not just be followers. So it's a quote by Malcolm X that's similar to that. Um, I thought I had it saved, but I guess I didn't. But um, let me see if I can find it because I think it's, it's real important to, I think that that quote is real important. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, damn, I should have saved it. Let me see. Um uh let me see if i can find it real quick let me i'm trying to work my brain to figure out how to write it in google so it can pop up um um let me see let me see if i can find i'm i'm real good at finding things when it comes to twitter i'm real good at research that's one of my one of my gifts that i'm real proud of is being a a real good researcher um uh is this it no i don't think that's it um yeah i don't want to waste too much time looking for it but um i'll see if i can find it and then i'll bring it up again later on another episode or whatever but yeah the um the mini series was was pretty good you know i ride the people you know go on youtube and just type in jeffrey dahmer and then all of the real stuff will come up interviews from oprah um 2020 stuff uh real courtroom um testimonies and stuff like that and then you could actually see and you know what i'm saying compare it to the mini series um the second biggest story that's going on right now um is 
the um uh, MA Udoka and Nia Long story. And um I know once this story came out, like um people hit me up about it because of course, I mean, it's been pretty much known how I feel about Nia Long. And <laughs> and it's funny because when this story came out, like I wasn't, sh I'm not going to say, I think using the word shocked, I'm not, I'm going to say I wasn't shocked um, because like I follow Nia Long on social media. So I'm privy to her social media page or whatever. So like I noticed like months ago, like last year. I noticed that she took down all his pictures and stuff like that. Pictures she had with him, solo pictures that she had of him. She been took that stuff down. So I was like, when when this news came out, I I, I said to myself, well, this must have been she must have been knew about this because she been took his stuff off and everything like that. And I was thinking to myself, you know. Everybody on social media was talking about, you know, saying he he I ain't going to say everybody. Well, some people was talking about how, you know, he cheated and all this other stuff like that. And I'm sitting to myself like, um, I don't really think he cheated. I just feel like I ain't, I'm going to say this. I don't really get wrapped up into celebrity stuff like that. Y'all know I've had plenty of episodes that were dedicated to people actually being so caught up into celebrity stuff and all that other stuff particularly the black community which annoys me but um yeah i felt like from what i already saw that <laughs> she been knew about this contrary to what has came out in the public um about her saying as though that she didn't know but i'm gonna say you know what i'm saying i don't know the full story and i don't care to know the full story because i mean that's their business but i find it funny how you know i find it funny but i'm not surprised how you know people are so caught up into into all of this and i just feel like you know a lot of people are just projecting their own traumatic experiences when it comes to relationships and cheating or scandals or being surprised about some something whatever you want to call it a lot of people are just projecting and this is this is the problem that i have with social media a lot of people try to find their identity through social media whether it's through um whatever business that they have or if they have a podcast or whatever or just personal identities. People attach themselves to celebrity drama or viral drama, but based off of, you know what I'm saying, stuff that they gone through in their own life as opposed to just, you know what I'm saying, handling their own business and minding their business of other people's business. <laughs> and I feel like, you know what I'm saying, a lot of this this stuff with the near long M.A. Udoka situation is just a lot of people projecting and and um, 
project, you know what I'm saying, just projecting their own personal traumatic experiences with uh, relationship drama or cheating or whatever, or fears and anxieties when it comes around relationships. And being that it, it comes out that a man has done a woman wrong, then mostly women um, are falling in the trap of getting caught up into well, attaching themselves and their own personal experiences to somebody else's experiences and not really knowing the full truth. And even some guys out here that's, quote, putting in comments and stuff like that in order to look good for other women or whatever. But when it comes down to it, we don't know the full truth because as much as I love Ned Long, I've heard plenty of stories about Ned Long and, and some of the foul things that she's done as well. So... That comes down to a lot of people being romanticized with celebrities and their their uh, ideals, uh, their ideal or their ideals of celebrities and what they what they believe that this how this celebrity really is or their personality or how they conduct their lives and stuff like that. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? People who don't actually work on their trauma and stuff like that it's easy for them to get attached to it i talked about it plenty of times on podcasts before how you know what i'm saying i use this i use this particular example all the time with murray j blige and how you know what i'm saying back in the day when murray j blige came out and a lot of the songs that she she uh was singing was you know what i'm saying about her being done wrong and you know what i'm saying drama and stuff like that but soon as um uh, j blige started changing her tune and started making happy songs when she was in the relationship people wasn't really feeling her songs no more or her music and they wanted her to go back to singing the traumatic cheating um men bashing stuff like that songs because people are so wrapped up into their own um experiences and the things that they gone through and stuff and they not working on on themselves or healing from those traumas then it's easy to just get so caught up into that you know what i'm saying you when it comes down to it, one thing that i've learned from trauma and and bad experiences and stuff like that um before i started going to therapy is you know you want to you want to attach yourself to these these things when it comes to celebrities and the things that they go through or the art that they put out and stuff like that because you want to feel you want to you want to feel belong you want to you want a sense of belonging you know what i'm saying you want to feel validated in in your in your anger in your fears and your anxieties and stuff like that so you know what i'm saying but when I started going to therapy, I started understanding that the getting caught up into these attachments and stuff like that, it will it will keep you stuck and it will take you down a road of never of making it. I ain't going to say never, but making it more difficult for you to get up out that trauma. You know, um, everybody knows that I'm a big fan of Tupac. I actually got a T-shirt on right now, Tupac, for the YouTube folk. And. When I started becoming more wiser and started, you know, understanding more and more about things that I've gone through and stuff like that, I s and and listening back to some of Tupac's music, I can see a lot 
Um, I can see, a, you know what I'm saying, a lot of his music was fear-based. Uh, it was a lot of depression and anxiety caught up into that. And and if you know a lot of the things that Tupac went through, you can understand that, you know, he was in a depressed state at times and he was in a anxiety. He had a lot of anxiety going on with a lot of the things that he's that he went through. And it was easy for me to attach myself to his music and his his uh, persona and his his celebrity and stuff like that, because, you know, what I'm saying a lot of things were similar. A lot of the feelings were similar. That's why he's so popular today. That's why all around the world people identify with Tupac. That's why he's so popular, because he speak. He was speaking from a from a place that a lot of people understood, you know, what I'm saying poverty, um, anxiety, depression, pain, hurt, stuff like that. So a lot of people identify with that. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know the whole truth about what the hell went on with with Nia Long's and M.A. Udoka's relationship. I ain't going to sit here and be an apologist for him. But I do feel like that, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on with him and with the team and how they released the information and all that other stuff was a lot was really suspect. And I don't like the fact that he's being the focal point of this scandal when there were two other women involved um, that were in relationships, married and stuff like that. They should be out they should be highlighted as well because they played a role in it and that's one of the things um with being in uh relationships or partnerships and stuff like that the way society um has a lot of these things programmed is that you know what i'm saying that in these relationships and stuff like that somebody has to be the scapegoat it's never going to be a thing where uh, everybody, everybody's roles is is put out there for for them to be accountable or to take responsibility for the roles that they play in the situations. You know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to move on from it because, like I said, I don't know the full story and we don't either. But, you know, it is what it is. People going to attach themselves to it and stuff like that. So. Let me move on from that. Uh, let me see. Where am I at right now? Um, I'm going to take a pause for a second so I can go um, use the restroom. I'll be back. And I'm back. Um, yeah. So moving along with the episode. Uh, last episode. um all falls down. I spoke about um, that black woman therapist that went viral, right? And I'm going to revisit that because <laughs> more, for one, I didn't finish. I didn't finish from the last episode. And two, some more stuff has presented itself from that uh black woman therapist so let me start off with what 
I didn't get to finish from the last episode. So if you didn't uh, listen to last episode, I encourage you to go back to last episode and listen to it and then come back to this episode because it's definitely very relevant. Um, yeah. So I talked about, you know what I'm saying, that, that black woman therapist and how she said all that stuff about uh, black men and how she ended up getting a lot of backlash from from that situation. And um, she ended up getting fired. So I believe I left off at the part where she was... Uh, crying and apologizing about um what she said and you know saying all the backlash but it wasn't real it wasn't real so (laughs) i'm gonna go back to her tiktok and 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 start off where where i left so like i said go back to the last episode and listen to it but I'm gonna start I'm gonna start back off to after she apologized and so and I'm gonna play a couple of the TikToks that she made after she apologized so you can see how so you can see why I'm saying that it wasn't real. All right, let me pull up this TikTok real quick. Um let me see. Let me turn this down real quick so I can pull this stuff up. Um <sighs> Let me see. Uh, where is it at? All right. Here go. This her apology where she was crying. Um, let me see. Let me. Okay. So I'm about to pull up the video, the first video of her talking about her being fired. So let me cue this up. All right. Here we go. Well, hello. It's your friendly neighborhood therapist who thought she could save these hoes, but got her job terminated as a result. Story time? I think yes. Shit you not, I posted a video on Monday telling men that their dusty behavior is only harming them and that they would benefit from emotional intelligence. And I shit you not, by Friday, didn't have employment. All of this started with a Psychology Today article stating that men are lonelier than ever because they have no fucking emotional skills. And I agreed and doubled down and told y'all that y'all lives would radically improve if you expanded the shit that came out your mouth. But instead of healing, y'all will do anything but that. Instead of being accountable like, hey, this bitch see me, I stared a little bit, y'all got so hurt, so hurt that you contacted Massa. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. So first the post goes viral on Twitter. Cause y'all need fucking help. And y'all wanted to argue with bitches blue till they fucking blew in the face. Some of you hoes is not gonna be saved. And that's the conclusion that I've come to. So because this shit's gone viral, I'm thinking, okay, cool. We starting a discussion on mental health and people are, you might not like my fucking delivery, but motherfuckers is starting to talk, you know, shaking the tables, I don't give a fuck. But then it turns into this entire crusade of attacking a black woman who serves the fucking black community. There were comments like, I'm going to find her credentials and report her because I told y'all to be better. Yeah, y'all are fucking weird. Y'all scream that y'all want to protect women 
protect black women specifically, but have done nothing to protect this black woman who has been serving the communities. I have been violated in several areas and I'm gonna outline each one. This article was written by a fucking black woman putting my full government and my place of employment. So being doxxed by a black woman can't fake kind of fucking hurts and she never once reached out to me or contacted me so I could spend my side of the story. This is the article that spooked my fucking job and got me fired. Not only did she not have any regard for my safety, many other articles have been written as a result. Here are a few of them, just to name a few. Black Twitter has... So what's funny about this video, you know, that I just played is she's yelling at black men for getting her fired, but it was actually a black woman that got her fired. <laughs> and she said that like she yelled at all the black men at first saying that they got her fired but then she brought up the fact that she really got fired because a black woman wrote an article about the shit that she was talking about now let me let me go to the delivery portion of it because it was a lot of people during this period around this around this time that was talking about the fact that, you know what I'm saying, well, everybody going on her for her delivery or whatever, but what about Kevin Samuels? Let's let's make this point clear right here. Kevin Samuels was working for himself. He wasn't working for nobody else. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do. And his delivery wouldn't matter if women wasn't calling up to his show. In comparison to her, she was actually working for a company, was under a code of ethics for that company, as well as the license and degree that she had, which made her delivery more important in this aspect. So, like I was saying on the last episode, she's only she's 27 years old. I get it. You're young and all this other stuff. And that's why I said that, you know what I'm saying, they that probably needs to be a little um, changes to the requirements and stuff of being a therapist. And um, because a lot of these therapists, when they come out of uh, college and stuff like that, when they finish their master's degree or their Ph.D. or whatever, they're still young. I'm 40 years old. I get it. Being 27, being in your late, your mid to late 20s or whatever, you still got a lot of immature qualities to you, particularly if you if you are in a space of growing and stuff like that. And let me also add again off of last episode. She she noted the fact that she was coming off a breakup. So she was already in a state of of i guess you can say trauma or anger or or distress or whatever you want to call it and there's so many word words out here these days that are used for um this stuff i can't keep up with it. like with this docs you the word that she used docs i can't keep up with these new words all the damn time <laughs> i i try to stick to the old words the words that i'm familiar to <laughs> i'm very intelligent and i read a lot but i can't keep up with all these new words all the time a lot of these new words are just um uh, words um 
<laughs> a lot of these new words are just old words <laughs> are just new words uh, in place of old words that's what i'm trying to say but yeah it, she has a she, she's in a lot of this it, it she's in a lot of distress she was in a lot of distress and she still is i will get to that point but i'm gonna play a couple of more videos in the timeline after uh her apology and her being fired so you just heard the vi the actual video of her being fired and i'm not trying to pile on her or whatever like that you know what i'm saying when it comes down to it i care about mental health and i want her to be right specifically for the fact that she's in a position to help other people but i think it's real interesting and and this is what i forgot to mention and this is one of the things that I've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks when I was um, because I already had this episode ready. I just didn't record. But, you know, what I'm saying revisiting my outline and the the things that I had ready for this episode that I'm bringing to you today. I revisited and um, and 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 just looked at things from outside of myself and. One of the things that I, I notice is particularly about this quote unquote culture that we live in as black people, the black community, is that with these therapists, these coaches, these philosophers or these social media influencers and stuff like that, everything has to be so harsh. And I feel like that we don't take account for the fact that in our quote unquote culture that we feel as that we feel as though this this harshness or this quote unquote tough love is we make that a personality trait when it doesn't have to be. You know what I'm saying? And this is just me going off of my experiences of being in therapy and dealing with different therapists. I've had a black male I have black I've work with black men therapists i work with black women therapists i work with white women therapists and i work with white male therapists and this is not for me to say that white is better than black or black is better than white you know because i've seen differences i've seen similarities between the two races and genders but i have noticed when it comes down to uh a lot of the people in our community is the fact that we feel that we have to bring this harshness and we feel that this harshness or this tough love is required in order for to get a message across and that's absolutely wrong and I feel as though a lot of people aren't really being themselves they're just following a trend or what what they feel will make them popular or will go viral in order for them to get a mess a message across and when it comes to licensed professionals and stuff like that they should know better because they should know for the simple fact and this is just me based off of my experiences of dealing with different people in my life that everybody doesn't respond to cussing Everybody doesn't respond to yelling. Everybody doesn't respond to anger. Some people don't respond to calmness. Some people don't respond to peacefulness. Some people don't respond to patience. Everybody is different based off of their experiences in life. 
You know what I'm saying? So you have to be smarter and particularly when you're in when you when you're quote unquote a licensed professional, you have to be able to adapt to everybody should be able to adapt. But particularly if you supposed to be in these important roles of teachers, police officers, therapists, et cetera, et cetera, you supposed to be especially adaptable to the different personalities and perspectives and temperaments of people. You know what I'm saying? And in our culture, the black community, we think harshness and tough love and yelling, cussing and anger and stuff is the way to go all the time. And that ain't it because I've seen plenty of uh, social media influencers, therapists, um, random people and stuff like that that think that this rah, rah, rah is the way to go. And it's not. And a lot of times I don't think that these these people who are taking that route understand that they are projecting a lot of the anger or hurt and pain and trauma onto other people. But a lot of people, you can't you can't tell them that you can't reach them. You know, what I'm saying some people just don't get it. You know, what I'm saying they look at it like, well, this is my personality. You ain't going you ain't going to tell me nothing and all this other stuff like that or whatever. But I mean. It is what it is. And a lot of people just ain't. Aren't self-aware or aren't reachable enough to understand that you have you can't always be the same way for everybody you know what i'm saying and a lot of people will attach themselves that attach themselves or their personalities or the way that they live them li- their lives to this to their trauma and pain and stuff and make it be their personality and i'm saying this off of personal experience You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm still trying to get up out of that that hot headedness that I've had of the cursing, the anger um, and all that other stuff, because that ain't for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And before I started going to therapy, I was a hothead. I was angry. I was, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying had this cynical mindset and and looking at things in the negative way and stuff based off of the things that I went through from my childhood all the way up to the habits that I built before I started going to therapy. So those things are still there even though I'm in therapy because I'm lear- I'm I'm unlearning those things and relearning and you know what I'm saying a different way or the truth of who I really am. You know what I'm saying? I'm letting go of that pain, that anger, that trauma or whatever and it's it's allowing me to actually be my true self. But those those parts are still there because I've only been going to therapy for uh, nine, 10 years. But before that, I was living 30 or 31 years in a different way. You know what I'm saying? But let's get back to burp number five and six. But let's get back to some of these videos. And let me uh, let me see. Let me see where I'm at. Cause I, she got a lot of videos, a lot of TikToks. I'm trying to find the absolute um, ones that will um, speak to what I'm 
what I'm talking about and what she's actually commenting on based on the her viral moment and you know what I'm saying her getting fired and the backlash and stuff like that. So I should have had all this stuff queued up, but I didn't. But y'all rock with me, so we gonna keep it moving. Let me see. So let me see what this video is. Uh, hey guys. Um, firstly, I want to say thank you guys so much for um the overwhelming support in all of this. Um, but I want to just like hit a couple points really quick. Um, to just like help you guys understand better what's going on. So, long story short, I posted some stuff on Monday, was literally fired on Friday, um, telling people to go to therapy. Um, and a lot of people got upset and attempted to hurt me, but I want you guys to understand that you didn't just hurt me. Um, yeah, I may have lost my employment, but um, all of the clients that I've had, that I've spent five, two, three, four, five years with establishing therapeutic rapport, now lo no longer have a therapist. The people that I was serving, have very severe severe mental disorders severe abandonment issues some of them don't even have parents some of them have just recently come down um, and I was helping them process cancer diagnoses so while you guys did this shit for clicks and views my clients lost a support system but then she do this for clicks and views like you know what I'm saying it's hard for me to have total sympathy for her when she is doing when she was doing exactly what she's trying to make people feel guilty point blank and purge she it's like she's she's not taking accountability and she's trying to make people feel guilty like there's no way that i will absolutely feel bad for her patients when she was displaying the immaturity and the childishness and and stuff that she was displaying about her patience. Like, come on now. For one, you want us to feel sorry for your patience on one end, but on the other end, you were bashing other patients for the things that they they gone through and how they were displaying it out in the world. Because when it comes down to it, none of us got our shit together. We are all, we are all um we are all just just i'm i'm losing the word right now <laughs> we are all examples or we are all examples of the things that we have gone through you know what i'm saying so all the, everybody that's out here projects something out in the world that they have gone through so we are all victims so to speak in some sort of way, you know what I'm saying? We are all um, in need of some sort of healing based off of the things that we've gone through. So um, let me see if I can find some more videos. <laughs> and um, But I mean, honestly, I don't really, I really don't have to play any more videos of her because you get the point. You see how how she's going how her up and down moments are how her how she displays her lack of accountability and stuff like that um let me see if there's some other stuff some other videos that i want to display um or because she just be all she's just really all over the place um all right let me see
don't know if this is one or not. Um, I'm gonna play a couple of more videos from her TikTok, and we'll we'll see, we'll see. You know what, Shanti, Daddy? You right. These motherfuckers do need therapy. But um, I came to you know speak speak to the girls, the guys, and the gays. You know. Firstly, thank you all so 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 very much for all the love and support because these motherfuckers is hating on a bitch who want them to do better. But y'all have like really shown up for a bitch. So firstly, thank you. Secondly, there's a lot of people offering suggestions and. Uh, and this is what I talk about as far as the attachment to trauma and negativity and stuff like that. You see that she's outwardly showing that the way society is, particularly in the black community, that there's a particular hate for straight black men. Um, a lot of hate comes from some black black women some uh the lgbtq community and i'm saying some i'm not saying all so let me repeat that before people start tripping but you see how one of the things that i've noticed particularly when it comes to the black community is and uh some black women and people in the lgbtq community have a real hate for black men and they will outwardly show it by clicking together. Let me see. Uh, let me see if I can find some more videos. Let me cue this. Um. Yeah, but you can you can absolutely see that you know. Um, She's all over the place and she's up and down. I'm going to play some of her most recent videos. Like I said, I'm not trying to pile on her or whatever, but I'm just trying to show that, you know what I'm saying, we got to be careful about a lot of these people that's in these these positions, whether it be teachers, politicians, therapists, or whatever, these, these positions and that they have a lot of um, things going on within themselves that they will project onto people. And... What I notice is that a lot of times that some of these people in these positions will project this on black men. Um, yeah, but let me see. But yeah, if you're on TikTok and if you if you're not on TikTok, like go to her page. And her her uh page is unusually Bree. U N U S U A L L Y B R E E. And it's just it's sad, man, that you know that like I can have some sympathy for her, but at the same time when you out here putting this stuff out here, it is is really bad. Um, she, she needs a lot of times, you know, uh, I've noticed from my own experiences, a lot of things that you want from other people or you, you feel so passionate about or whatever is actually things that 
you really need for yourself, but you're projecting them on other people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's sad. Um, but I ain't going to play no more videos because, I mean, I feel like it's, it's pretty evident uh, what's going on with her. But I will read a couple of things that I've come across that, you know, you know, people that were um, sweetened about or commenting about on on the whole situation. But I just think that we got to be more careful that, you know, a lot of these people, whether it's celebrity politicians or people out in the open or whatever, they're just um, they're they're projecting a lot of projecting or reflecting a lot of the repeated cycles that don't work aren't working never work will never work you know what i'm saying that's part of our you know what i'm saying that's part of the culture that's part of the black community a lot of these celebrities a lot of these politicians a lot of these people in the public and stuff like that a lot of these people that we be romanticized with they're just repeating a lot of the same cycles and we're falling in the trap of attaching ourselves and to them and being involved with them but yeah like you had people talking about some you know saying therapists can't say anything we can't be human if we do anything people think we are supposed to as therapists i don't you can you ain't even write this right um but yeah when you are a therapist you have you are part of you are part of a certain code of conduct. You should have a certain uh, professionalism to you. And you should know, like, you've been trained. And like I said on the last episode, you know what I'm saying, with a lot of these these uh, positions and stuff like that, they're trades just like any other trade. Just because, you know what I'm saying, it's a trade just like a mechanic. A mechanic was trained to work on the car. These therapists are trained to work on people's minds and emotions. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the time, they these people can't separate their feelings from their training. You know what I'm saying? And it's just sad because a lot of the times they attach themselves to um, their training. And then when they get into these these spaces where they're trying, they're supposed to be helping other people that they can't separate their feelings from actually helping somebody. So, for example, and I'm this is this isn't it. Well, I ain't gonna say this isn't true or not true. When I was going to, um, yeah, I'll speak on when I was going to some of my black male therapists. A lot of the times the black male therapist that I was working with, and I'm not saying this is all black therapists because I, I, I've I had interactions with black male therapists that were very good. But the ones that I actually worked with, a lot of them were a lot... <laughs> a lot of them were... I ain't gonna say a lot of them. The ones that I worked with actually... The way that we worked together was similar to how I had 
interactions with just random dudes on the street, random other black men on the street or or associates or some of the friendships that I've had throughout my life or whatever. Everything was a matter of fact or it was a competition or something like that. And even when I had when I was uh working with my black woman therapist, it got to the it got to the point where um, I felt some judgment from her based off of some of the things that I was telling her. I felt as though that our connection was was lost because of some of the things that I was speaking about. And this is not to say that I didn't learn anything from those those working with those therapists or anything, but I I started to see certain disconnects between them. And as well as when I worked with some of the white therapists that I that I had. I've saw disconnects with them as well. And that's fine. Because like I said plenty of times before, these therapists aren't your saviors. They are there to give you tools. You are the most important person in that equation because you are the one that's doing the work. But there will be disconnects just like any other relationship that you have. As with any other communication that you have within these relationships, there will be a disconnect. But um, let me go to some of the more of these other comments and tweets about this situation. Um, Yeah, and the fact that, you know what I'm saying, just uh, going back to some of her videos and stuff of how she was trying to put the race into it and stuff like that. And like some of the comments and stuff like from other people, like just outside of her trying to put the race factor into it, talking about how, you know, I'm a black woman therapist and men saying that they want to protect black women and I'm here for you black men and stuff like that. But you will see a lot of um, people talking about how, you know, professionalism is is tied to whiteness and stuff like that. And that goes back to when I was talking about, you know, how a lot of these influencers and therapists and people in positions or whatever that are black, and within the the black community and culture, or whatever, look, everything has to be the culture. Everything has to be harshness. Everything has to be slang. Everything has to be lingo, or whatever. We always tie blackness to being a certain way, or if being professional, being professional is is whiteness or white supremacy or like you know. You've heard it plenty of times before. Oh, you talk white, you act white or whatever, just because you you ain't being you ain't talking slang or you ain't being quote unquote hood or whatever. And that is wrong. Like just allow people to be themselves. And I understand there's people that got some self hate in them and they they don't they look down on people who use slang and all that other stuff, but we gotta stop using that race car when it comes to actually being in these positions to help other people and actually doing it in a a proper way or professional way you know what i'm saying everything ain't gotta be hood everything ain't gotta be rah 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 everything ain't gotta be aggressive and stuff like that 
This shit is retarded. Scratch that. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. It's just it's just exhausting at times that that we still got to keep going through this stuff that people just can't be themselves or whatever. Everything got to be tied to uh um the culture. But the culture is keeping us in a fucked up place and this culture actually comes from a place of hurt, a place of pain or a place of a place of um white supremacy or whatever or a place where they want to keep us at or whatever shit is uh, let me see where i'm at um yeah it's just it's just it's just crazy because it's like just going off of what i was talking about with like particularly when I was working with my black male therapist and how they they felt as though they had to talk to me a certain way or whatever for me to understand. And I'm like, dude, I don't need you to talk to me this way in order for, you know what I'm saying? And and these therapists was way older than me. They was like in their 50s and 60s and stuff and they was trying to talk to me in a way that they thought that it was going to connect. I don't need you to talk to me that way. You know what I'm saying? I got my my boys for that, you know what I'm saying? I I'm here for you to give me tools and 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 stuff like that to help me heal and get over the hump of things or whatever. I don't need you to to try to be my friend or my quote unquote homie and stuff like that. And I think um like a lot of times when 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 people in our community get in these in these um these positions in these spaces or whatever they think that that ties to everybody like you don't everybody doesn't communicate the same way and when i say communicate it just ain't about talking you know what i'm saying communication it's a lot of things that that um entails communication it's not just talking and listening it's way more than that but um yeah let me see let me move through some of this stuff yeah it's just, it's just like you know what i'm saying why aren't if you're if you're in these these positions or in these spaces and you're black why aren't your black clients or your black students or your black trainees or uh, co-workers or whatever worthy of straight professionalism? Why it just always got to be about some some quote unquote black black shit or some some hood shit or something like that? You know what I'm saying? I just and y'all know I'm 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 the blackity I'm blackity black all day. <laughs> I got a blackity black woke segment on a podcast, but everything ain't got to be blackity black all the time. You know what I'm saying? Everything ain't got to be. You don't have to relate to me in that in only that matter. You know what I'm saying? It's retarded. Like. This particular black therapist, you know what I'm saying? Um, With the TikTok and all that other stuff. She just felt as though that her aggressiveness and being loud and I don't know. I don't know what 
I can't say I knew absolutely what she was thinking. I'm just going off of what I seen. And you, you just can't think that everybody relates to that. And even like when she was doing it, it didn't even come off as, as if it was genuine. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know what I'm saying? She was playing a role or a character. You know what I'm saying? Like I was saying plenty of times before in the last episode, it was performative. It was just straight performative. Well, um, she mentioned like several times, like she, she she showed her hand several times in 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 some of her videos of how that she was so focused on black men because she only wanted black men to heal because she was hurt by a black man. And you will see that a lot of times with with some black women. A lot of times black women want black men to be better so they can benefit from it. But they aren't doing anything for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't expect for you to have happiness or joy or or success and stuff like that based off of you getting externally from somebody else or something or, you know, what I'm saying something. When you aren't doing any work at all, it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense at all that you you feel you feel so entitled that you don't have to do no work at all on yourself internally. And that everybody else around you, whether it be man or woman. That they got to do all the work for you to feel better. It doesn't make sense. But um, let me see, because I'm about to move on from this. About to move on from her. Um, but yeah, hopefully she learned. But well, I can't even move on from her because I gotta, I gotta talk about what recently came out that I came across yesterday, and. Let me let me uh pull that up. But yeah, it's just crazy because she was just so big on emotional intelligence and all that other stuff and and regulating your emotions and stuff like that. And you see the up and down nature of her emotions or whatever. She can't even regulate her own emotions and she want black men to do that or whatever because it will only it will benefit her but then at the same time uh, it don't matter how much whatever man she's dealing with or whatever men she come across no matter how much work that they do she will still find something wrong with it because she ain't dealing with the stuff that's going on with herself it's a lack of accountability there lack of responsibility well, um, let me pull up this because it's, it's crazy um <laughs> Um, she actually wrote an article, right? She wrote an article on refinery21.com and the article is entitled, I am a black therapist and my TikToks got me fired by Shabri Rawls, September 26, 2022. So, like I said, this was recent. I came across it yesterday. So, I'm going to pull up the article. 
and um read a little bit from it but let me let me first uh let you know what refinery 29.com is let me see refinery 29 um it says the leading next gen media and entertainment platform focused on women and underrepresented voices pushing the status quo in their lives and in the world. So obviously somebody that was a part of this website agreed with all the stuff that she was saying and felt sympathy for her and allowed her to write this article. And and this is what I was talking about on the last episode about this this whole women empowerment trip and how a lot of times this women empowerment trip is is solely focused on men bashing and the white feminist movement. But let me go to the article. Let me pull it up. Um, like I said, it's titled, I'm a black therapist and my TikToks got me fired. And she got a nice picture after that title with her smiling so bright. So it says on August 9th, 2022, an article from Psychology Today. And I forgot to mention that. And I know a lot of therapists because of, you know, what, I, what I've been doing uh, with mental health and mental health advocacy. And a lot of therapists say that they don't have not they don't want to have nothing to do with psychology today because a lot of the stuff that psychology today puts out is not accurate it's not accurate and that it, it it throws out a lot of false positives and a lot of false narratives of a lot of the things that have to do with psychology and but this therapist chose to go go on a tyrant and get herself fired or whatever, attach herself to this, attach herself to this psychology today article. I read the article and the article was, and just based off of me not being a psychologist and me being a researcher and a reader and all that other stuff, the article was bullshit and it, and it lacked a lot of context. But that's whatever let me go back to her article it says on august 9 2022 an article from psychology today titled the rise of lonely single men went viral on social media platforms the article detailed why dating apps are changing the landscape of dating and how this specifically impacted cishet men here go this stupid ass word and this word that gets thrown around by this L- by some of the lgbtq community that portray hate or project hate toward black men. It said, this created an online conversation around emotional intelligence and gender dating dynamics. Many content creators on TikTok explored this conversation, including myself. As a licensed counselor and art therapist, I've always used my platform to make therapy more accessible to my community and challenge my followers to take care of themselves. In a video I posted on TikTok, I told men to go to therapy and explain why this is so critical for their romantic relationships. That's definitely not what she did. So she's trying to change the narrative and spin the narrative for her benefit. I had no idea what will happen after posting this video and it landed on the wrong side of the Internet, not taking accountability for her role in things. 
after the video initially went viral on TikTok and shared, it was shared on Twitter by people who had their own social meet their social and political agenda agendas. I don't know what was political about this, but like I said, she's trying to change the narrative and spin it for her own agenda. My video was used to launch a gender war and people perceived my comments to be directed only at black men. Once again, change, trying to change the narrative. Her videos were directly toward black men. She directly said black men. And this gender war was already out there before she even made these videos. What she did was just emphasize what was already being displayed in these gender wars in the black community. I was harassed and received more death threats than I can count. I don't know if she received death threats or not. I'm pretty sure she probably did, so I won't discount that. My social media pages were even reported. I do agree with that. I definitely know that they were reported. Since posting that video, I have battled depressive episodes and had my life, safety, and well-being violated. I won't agree with her. I'm pretty sure she has, and I'm pretty sure that that added to the depression that she was already suffering from. Some people like to call this accountability, but the only type of accountability the Internet seems to understand is the kind where a black woman receives death and rape threats. See how she's trying to use her blackness with this? And I'm not saying that she didn't receive threats or anything. I'm probably sure she did because I know how the Internet and how the a lot of cowards on the Internet work. But she can't use her blackness now when she was also bashing blackness. Because when it comes down to it, black men and black women should be one and one together. We should be on the same page. You can't use your blackness when you were attacking blackness. Because if you are black, you should understand the plights of the black community. Not saying that it, you should be apologetic or accept it, but you should understand it, particularly when you're a therapist. One of the most hurtful moments I experienced was when another black woman wrote an article about my video. So this is what I was talking about. She got fired because of that article that a black woman wrote, not because black men had a problem with her videos. The article she wrote intensified the harassment and felt like a complete betrayal. Up to that point, the threats I received came mostly from black men, and it has been incredibly painful to grapple with the fact that the same community I dedicated my work to is also the community that rejoiced when I was fired from my job. Here we go again, not taking accountability. You attack blackness, but then you're trying to use your blackness for your agenda. They rejoiced in the harassment I was, was receiving and tried to make me believe I deserve this type of treatment. I find it imperative to reclaim my name and let people know that there is a real person behind my content. I don't know about everybody else, but I do understand you're a real person. You made a mistake and you got some growing to do. You got some healing. Excuse me. Burp number seven. Burp number eight. You got some healing to do. It's simple as that. I will hold grace to anybody who is actually dedicated to doing the work on themselves. If you're not trying to do work for yourselves, I'm not going to pay attention to you. And I'm saying that based off of my own experiences, my own path, my own walk and my healing journey, etc. When I look back at some of the things that was going on with myself before I started going to therapy, 
I don't expect nobody to have no sympathy towards me because I was doing a lot of things and just had the mentality of I don't care. And it's funny because I, when I was in the barber shop today and I was talking and my barber, he was talking to me. And he was talking about some of his past uh, discretions and and uh, his life with relationships and stuff like that. He he pointed out the fact that in the past, you know, what I'm saying before he got into his second marriage or whatever, he had a mentality of, of I didn't care. But he said now that, you know, what I'm saying a lot of the things that he learned and stuff like that and the things that he identified with um, how his his new marriage is and his his wife and stuff like that. And and the the love that he has and the love that he's given and stuff like that that he sees things differently, you know what I'm saying? So it's more, you can be more open to give somebody grace when they're actually more self-aware and actually doing work. Because let me say this, because I was thinking about this before I started the show. There's plenty of people out here that are self-aware about the bullshit that they're doing, about the wrong stuff that they're doing and all that other stuff. That self-awareness is cool, but it don't matter if you have that self-awareness and you still doing the dumb shit. You still doing the negative shit. You still doing the the you know what I'm saying, the stuff that keep you down in the bottom. It comes down to you actually doing the work. You know what I'm saying? Actually doing the work. You can hold more graceful people when when they actually have that self-awareness and when they're actually doing the work when they actually want to do the work when they actually engage and have an intention of trying to change the things that they've gone through or the mentalities that they have and stuff like that but back to the article um a lot of people have a hard time separating at unusually brie the content creator from shabri the therapist and shabri the artist and that's the problem and i already mentioned that before A lot of people be trying to find their identity through social media, whether it's through their content, through their businesses, through showing ass and titties, through trying to get attention. And that is part of what I was talking about in my my uh, most current blog. I am unlonely. You will get in these states where you have these desires for love, attention, affection and stuff like that. But if you are in a evolved state or in the in a healing journey, then you will do any and everything to fulfill those desires. It ain't no different from when people be addicted to alcohol or addicted to drugs and stuff like that. They're trying to fulfill those desires and trying to relieve that pain and that hurt and stuff through substances and social media is a substance so yeah we shouldn't be separating this and this is what i was talking about this is a perfect example of me saying that she's being performative she want people to separate her content from the real person so you basically you you basically putting your cards on the table and letting people know that you're being performative, that this is an act, that this is ain't the true you. I get it. 
I had my my battles and stuff with social media and when it comes to the podcast and when it comes to my blog and the stresses of trying to get noticed and 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 trying to get your message out there and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it. With my blog, with my podcast, you getting me. When I share certain things about my healing journey, my mental health and stuff like that. I'm not going to give you everything. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get surface level stuff. The person who gets everything is whoever my partner is and whoever my therapist is. <laughs> and whoever I feel is worthy enough that I can trust to share these things with. But I'm not trying to be performative or play no games or trying to go viral and stuff like that. Do I want to get more attention and notice? Um I do, but that ain't based off of fame. That ain't based off of money. I truly want to help people, and I truly know that my story, my experiences will help somebody. I know that based off of the responses that I get, just off of the 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 little attention that I see it as that I already get now. I don't care about money. I don't care about attention. Anybody knows me, they know I don't. People that truly know me know I don't like attention, <laughs> but I feel that I have to go beyond those those feelings because I know a lot of a lot of times those feelings of me not wanting attention is based off of me not feeling worthy of the attention. But at the same time, I know that my story and my experiences are valuable and they can be valuable to other people. So when I write these blogs, when I um, do these podcasts or whatever. I'm totally feeling uncomfortable. I'm totally feeling extremely vulnerable, but I push through because I know that at this point in time in my life that it's important and that it is a calling and I'm passionate about it. But back to the article. I can only show up as my full self. How are you showing up as your full self when you asking people to separate your social media persona from your professional persona and from your artistic persona. It doesn't make sense, man. Come on. Um, I can only show up as my full self, but the internet does not allow you to emote or be angry without judgment. They actually do. Everybody is not going to like you. Everybody's not going to identify with your message. Everybody's not going to attach themselves to your message. Everybody's not going to like your thoughts, your perspectives, and whatever. I, you know what I'm saying? I know that firsthand. It's not going to happen. So that's why I'm saying she has a lot of growing to do and she has a lot of healing to do as well. Um, a lot of the reason I was punished online was because of my delivery. And you will see right here. Um, she has. And I can identify with this and I, and I can identify with this for the simple fact that the way that my childhood was, I only see things as being good and bad. So I can understand how she can feel like she's being punished when people, when everybody doesn't resonate or identify with the things that she's saying. But you, and that's why I said she got it. She got some more growing and healing to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, in life, 100%, everybody is not going to like you. Everybody is not going to agree with you 
you know what I'm saying, when people disagree with you, you know what I'm saying, some people are mature enough to disagree with you and to continue, you know, um, being engaged in in conversation and and communication with you and some people aren't going to be mature enough to do that some people are going to be assholes and and take it take it personal etc etc that's just how the way that's just how it is um it wasn't what i said it was how i said it that i mean that matters when it comes to communication that matters and like that's what i said some people don't resonate with that harsh shit some people don't resonate with the cussing. Some people don't resonate with the yelling. Some people don't resonate with the anger. You know, some don't. I know that firsthand. You know what I'm saying? I can be I can be calm as hell at times and I can be I can snap just like that. And when it comes down to it, I know a lot of people don't rock with the astrology and stuff, but I'm heavy fire and I'm heavy earth. So that fire can rock and I can snap and that heavy earth can be as calm and nonchalant is all is is the the grass sitting in the dirt <laughs> um it wasn't what i said it was how i said it but i was just being my true self and if you follow me you know that's how i speak but is it your true self because a lot of times like i said we will attach ourselves to um uh we will attach ourselves to um a persona or or something that's quote-unquote part of the culture and we will make it be ourselves or our hurt and our pain and our trauma we'll attach ourselves to that and make it a part of our personality when i was in my 20s even before when i was in my teens up into my 20s all the way up until i started going to therapy i was a hothead and I made that my personality. I made that my persona. Like, my nickname is Rip. That's the nickname that my friends gave me, Rip. So I attached myself to that nickname, and that nickname attached itself to that persona. So I felt as though I had to be tough and angry all the time. I had to be on the fence all the fucking time. So... Back to the article. Um, but I was just being my true self. And if you follow me, you know that's how I speak. I know my approach can be abrasive, but I'm just a direct speaker. However, nothing I said in that video was wrong. And I agree with her. Some of the things in that video wasn't wrong. Black men need to go to therapy. That's why I got my blog. That's why I got my podcast. That's why I am as vulnerable as I am or whatever. Because I see a lot of myself in other men black men that i come across i see it granted a lot of them don't resonate with it a lot of them ain't ready yet a lot of them aren't comfortable with my vulnerability a lot of them aren't comfortable with vulnerability period that's how we were wired but it touches somebody because i've gotten plenty of messages from black men that said thank you for saying this you know what i'm saying this is what i feel Thank you for for writing about this. I appreciate your vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? So it's you ain't you can't reach everybody. Some people, some people, man or woman, will be immature until they reach their grave. Some some of them will be depressed until they reach their grave. Some of them will be anxious until they reach their grave. Some of them will be um loud and boisterous or abrasive or whatever until they reach their grave. 
That's just 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 what it is. Um, there are other non-black therapists and content creators who have said the exact same thing I said, but receive none of the backlash. And this goes to that victim mentality that she has. She can't she can't say that for real. She don't know that. Because a lot of the people that she was compared to received backlash. Particular, Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels received backlash. People was putting out um what's the little uh the website where people be putting the petitions and stuff on. People was putting petitions and stuff on on that website and stuff for him to be off and stuff like that. But like I said, the difference between her and Kevin Samuels was Kevin Samuels was doing his own thing. He didn't work for nobody. So he was only relevant as long as people was making him relevant. She was actually a licensed, she's actually a licensed therapist. She's actually, she was actually working for a company. She was actually under a code of ethics, ethics and conduct. She screwed up. She made a mistake. I created my platform for many different reasons. One of them was to showcase to black women like me that they can be the truest and most mostly faceted selves. But she should understand as a licensed therapist that a lot of the trauma and a lot of the pain and stuff that she was associating with her messages that these women was going to attach themselves to and they weren't going to heal from it. They weren't going to be better from it. They were just going to get deeper down into their hole. My platform and my therapy work pushes back against status quo understandings of professionalism, and I love that. See, this here we go with this professionalism shit. Why does every time a black person get into a a uh, profession or a space or they're popular or whatever that they feel that they don't have to show some level of professionalism? That's not saying that you can't have your personality as part of your professionalism but that don't mean you have to be a dickhead or an asshole that goes just like with a perfect example Charlemagne the god he 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 got on his mental health kick and even before that he was on he on the breakfast club anybody who followed the breakfast club and know who Charlemagne the god is he's a dickhead and he's an asshole at times and he makes it seem as though that it's warranted because he throws out some good quotes or or whatever every now and then no that ain't cool it's not cool you will see a lot of people the same way shit one of the people who i follow and who i look to a lot in the podcast world joe budden joe budden won't be on his mental health kick or whatever but sometimes he says some shit that makes him look like an asshole or dickhead i say some shit that make myself look like an asshole or dickhead but that don't excuse you from it you know what i'm saying they don't excuse you from professionalism just because you're popular or you got a platform or you're in a profession um that has power over other people that you supposed to just throw professionalism all out the window no i have built a clientele that loves who i am and my approach to therapy they love it because they're attaching themselves to that bullshit they're attaching themselves to the negativity. They're attaching themselves to the trauma, to the pain and the hurt that you're supposed to be helping people get away from. These people would not have allowed me to, to support them in their healing journey if they did not like the approaches and the realness I brought into our sessions. 
Here we go again. Not taking accountability and making it seem as though just because people are following you that it's okay that your message is positive or it I'm saying the same thing over and over again. You get it. I'm not going to read the rest of this article. I'm going to end the show here. It's a taste to consider podcast. Um, I'm going to be back sooner than I usually was. Like I said, we in the fall time and, you know, I can be more consistent now. Summer is over. (laughs) So, you know, I I end every show off with a song and I'm going to end it off with um, this song from Kendrick Lamar off the damn album entitled Feel. It's a taste to consider podcast. Make sure you go to greatestiamblog.com. Subscribe to the blog so you can always get each and every blog that I release. Uh, follow greatest.iam. No, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram. Greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram. A taste to consider network on Instagram as well as on YouTube. Since it's fall, uh, I will be releasing some other stuff outside of the podcast and also my uh, main page on Instagram, the T-H-E dot taste dot underscore. And I'm out. Never holding a real mic, I ain't feeling your presence Feel like I'ma learn you a lesson Feel like only me and the music though I feel like your feeling ain't mutual I feel like the enemy you should know Feel like the feeling of no hope The feeling of bad dope A courthouse manipulated from soap The feeling, the feeling of false freedom A false freedom to poison To fill them up in the prison
prison I feel like it's just me, look I feel like I can't breathe, look I feel like I can't sleep, look I feel heartless, often, often Feeling the falling, I'm falling apart With darkest hours lost in Feeling the void of being employed with balling Streets is talking, filling the blanks with coffins Fill up the banks with dollars Fill up the graves with fathers Fill up the babies with bullshit Internet blogs and pulpit Filling with gossip I feel like this gotta be the feeling where Pac was The feeling of an apocalypse happening But nothing is awkward The feeling won't prosper The feeling is toxic I feel like I'm boxing Demons, monsters, false prophets Scheming, sponsors, industry promises Niggas, bitches, honkies, crackers, Compton Church, religion, token, blacks in bondage Lawsuit visits, subpoenas, served in concert Fuck your feelings, I mean this for imposters I can feel it, the phoenix, sure to watch us I can feel it, the dream is more than process I can build a regime that forms a likeness I can feel it, the scream that haunts a logic I feel like say some, I feel like take some I feel like skating on, I feel like wait for Maybe it's too late for him. I feel like the whole world want me to pray for him, But who the fuck praying for me? Saints to consider podcast. Who praying for me? Ain't nobody praying. Yes. Saints to consider podcast, and I'm out.